Hello everyone, my name is Cole McGee. I'm the youth pastor at Redemption Church. And we have been doing this uh, little series called the Alumni Podcast. And what this is, is we interview, or I interview, people who have graduated from the youth group at Redemption Church. And I just check in on their life. And I just say, hey, what's up? What's going on with your life? And we have had uh, a good collection of students uh, that have done a great job. And this week we have another great student. Uh, her name is Annabelle Shaw. Uh, Annabelle, hello. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm uh, very good. Uh, and the idea is what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about we're going to I'm going to talk to Annabelle in the same way we've been talking to every student. Just ask the same kind of questions and just catch up and see how life is post high school. Mainly, it's for you know those of us who don't you know are about to graduate high school and don't know what's coming. Uh, a lot of times, I think the thing that I want our high schoolers to know is that what you're about to go through is an expansion of who you are and what you think the world is and your relationships. And it's going to be scary, but you're going to be all right. And these students have lived through it and are, or are currently in it. And uh, you're going to hear from each of them that they're they're all right. Things are tough and sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's great. But just like high school or middle school, you, you're going to get through it and you're going to be different on the other side. And so, Annabelle, introduce yourself uh, and tell us where did you graduate high school from? Like what, And what did you do post high school and, and kind of map how you got to where you are right now? And where are you? Yeah, so I graduated high school in 2015. I technically graduated from my mom's school because we were quote unquote homeschooled. Um, I went to a private school for a couple years and then I did uh, JUCO to finish out high school. I don't know. My high school experience was very weird, but I did graduate from my I never could track. School. I never could like track where you were. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got <laughs> bored and I was like, well, I, I'll just go to college. <laughs> um, but then I graduated high school and I left for KU. And at KU, I studied film and media for one year. And while I was there, I decided that wasn't for me. <laughs> and I still wanted to work in films, but I wanted to be a makeup artist. And so I left and I got my aesthetics, to, or sorry, aesthetics license at JUCO, which took a year and a half. And um, during that time, I started working at Starbucks. Um, and currently, I am still at Starbucks four years later, which is okay. It's not my dream, but um, here and there, I pick up like makeup jobs on the side. I'm actually doing another student that I graduated with, Anna's makeup for her wedding um, coming up. Anna Weekland? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. I actually have another makeup job this weekend as well. So I'm excited for things to start unfolding in that arena. I I really want to get back into that. But that's a little bit where I am now. I remember when I came up and visited you one time in in Lawrence. And my memory of this is actually very strange because um, I don't remember what day it was, but I was traveling through. I was going to Manhattan for something. Mm -hmm. And... We, I think I just stopped in for coffee or whatever. And there was no one around. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember. It was like raining and we were walking around Mass Street. It was very strange. Was it rainy? Uh-huh. Okay. I remember being cloudy, but like there was nobody. Mm-mm. And I didn't know if it was like a Saturday morning. And I was like, okay, it's Saturday morning in a college town. There's nobody around. It must around. have been early. <laughs> okay. I couldn't, I couldn't remember because I was thinking back before we were going to get on. And I'm like, 
why was there just simply no people? <laughs> it, was just like us. it was probably a Saturday morning in Lawrence, a college town <laughs> okay. where everybody sleeps. So yeah, okay, I was like, that makes way more sense if it was in the morning. I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but so okay, so you are working at Starbucks, uh, doing the Lord's work. Uh, oh yeah, giving giving me coffee uh, every morning, which not your Starbucks, but Starbucks is, and I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> uh, this has been a weird time with you for you guys. I know that coronavirus is is going on, and I feel as though, and I've said this to a lot of students, other than the, um, I mean, gosh, other than the deaths, right? Right. I feel like your age group has been the most affected by this craziness. And this transition from college to really college students into like young adulthood, it just feels like it's thrown a wrench in so many different things. Do you feel that? Yes, definitely. I work with, um, I think four or five high schoolers and they're all graduating or have graduated this spring. And it's, it's so crazy to me to see these kids not be able to experience normal high school things like prom and graduation. And I don't know, it's so weird. It makes me very thankful for what I got to experience. But at the same time, like everyone's doing an incredible job of making the best of it, I feel like. And um, for me, since I'm not in school, it's, it's still weird because I work in food service, but it's, I don't know. I, I, I haven't been that severely affected. I'm super lucky. I'm super lucky to have a job and I actually got paid to be in quarantine for a month. So I, I mean, heck yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. I'm super lucky. That's awesome. I I've been looking at like different models of how people have been handling this thing and Mm -hmm. all the countries that are like, if you feel uncomfortable, stay home, we'll pay you to stay home. I'm like, why, (laughs) why can that just like not be the case all the time? I know. I know a lot of people that (laughs) have jobs that they get to do that. I'm like, you guys are so lucky. (laughs) I'm lucky (laughs) that I got to stay home at all with pay, but I mean, people have been home for months and I'm jealous. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, well, let's get started. Um, I, I will start with the same question that we start with everybody else. Um, what would be one thing that you thought as you're, you know, as you're graduating, or maybe even while you're in high school? What is one thing that you thought was going to be true about post high school life that turned out to not be true? I think I thought it was going to be terrifying. <laughs> I was pretty scared about like becoming an adult and moving out and all that stuff. And there are aspects I think that are scary because they're unknown to you. But when you get through them and while you're in them, you're like, this is nothing like I thought it was going to be. I'm not dying because I have to go, you know, move out of my parents' house or whatever, or go to college or whatever it is that you want to do. It's, it's really exciting if you look at it that way instead of, being afraid like you know yeah yeah what 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 for you was like do you have a story or a memory or something that kind of symbolizes that not really I was just scared about everything (laughs) I didn't want to go to college at all I wanted to stay home I wanted to go to JUCO forever and my parents so were, to me. were like, you just have to like, just choose something and do it because you'll stay here forever. If we don't like kind of kick you out of the nest. Oh, know? really? They kind of said like, you got to do a thing. Yeah. My mom was like, well, both of them were like, you just choose something and try it. If you hate it, you can come back. But you know, 
That's so surprising to me. Like you don't you even like in youth group and stuff, you were very cautious. But I never saw it as fear. I always saw it as either like I don't really want to participate. That's not that's not me. I don't want to participate in that. And I always thought it was like actually this. I mean, maybe it is. I I just read it as uh, a strength. Like I don't really want I don't really want to like play that game or do that thing. I'm just going to sit over here, and I'm totally fine. I'm happy, but like I just don't really want to do that. Uh, are you like? Would you say for you, like how you kind of interacted or integrated as a high school student was you were cautious? You were pretty cautious about a lot of things. I think cautious, maybe, but I'm also just one of those people that I'm like, if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Okay, so I was reading that right. It's, it's, it is caution and, and to a certain extent where I'm like, I am afraid of how things are going to play out for me, of course, as it, most people are. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know that I'm going to hate this. So I just don't want to do it. <laughs> but I understand sure. that like everybody needs to have experiences. That's awesome. And that's something that I've had to learn is that like, I just, you have to try things. And if you hate it, you don't have to do it, but <laughs> gotta okay, so it that, did you, did you learn that? Like, where, where did that, where did that come into play for after high school? Like I, I just have to try this and if I hate it, I don't have to do it, but I got to try. I think just leaving for college, being forced to like go completely out of my, not forced, but you know, encouraged to go completely out of my comfort zone. Sure. I, my, my mom encouraged me to go through rush, which I dropped out halfway through. <laughs> Cause again, yeah. I tried it, hated it left. Um, yeah. And I mean, I really loved being at KU. I made, awesome friends. Like I'm still best, like one of my best friends ever came out of that experience. And, um, it's something that I am really grateful for. And I kind of wish I had stayed, but I'm glad that I wasn't, I don't know that I let myself have that experience instead of just staying home forever. I love that. I love it. I mean that I feel like for me, even, um, it was even probably even until after college that I realized I, I got to try things. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just always, I have this personality where I only play games I can win. Mm-hmm. And so like, if, if I know I can win, I'll play. Yeah. But if I don't know I can win, then, eh, I don't know. I'm not really about that. Yeah. And uh, a big one for me was like going back to school, like going to seminary. Mm-hmm. And I just did not want to go. And part of it was because I didn't want to fail. And I was super scared to like not do well. And I just like drug my feet for so long. <laughs> like it's embarrassing. Yeah. No, definitely. That's so. kind of how I feel now. I'm considering like going back to school or getting some sort of other certificate or I don't know. I'm just exploring all Building my the options. Right. And it's, I don't want to do it. But at the same time, I, I also don't want to be stuck at Starbucks any longer. So. Yep. Yep. Yep, I got you. All right, so <clears throat> let's go into the uh, this big ending four questions. Uh, four questions, really, really simple questions. But we talk a lot in youth group and around redemption about how we as human beings are connected in four different ways: our relationship with God, ourself, others, and our uh, and and creation or our future. So, goodness gracious, I've. My breakfast is uh, sitting really heavy. <laughs> so uh, in four ways, how has th- those relationships from high school <clears throat> to now changed? And 
Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, walk us through the, the, the change for that. And let's start with your future. In high school, when you thought about your future, what did you think about? And now when you think about your future, how has it changed? Um, I think in high school, I don't know. I've always kind of been the same where I'm like, I can't see super far into the future. I don't, I have ideas about what I could want, but I'm not, I don't, it's hard to explain, I guess, but I really expected that I would, you know, go to film school and then I'd move to California. And I had this like whole idea, like idealized idea of what my future would look like. And I think as things started to change and like, I would realize something about myself or be like, Oh, actually I don't like this or it became a little bit foggier, but at the same time, I, I've learned to like, not obsess so much about like what my future could be and focus more on like, I don't know. I guess I've like, I, I used to daydream so much about like how perfect my life could be. And then now I'm like, okay, now I actually have to put in the work. <laughs> I can't just sit there yeah. and pretend or like, I, you know, just daydream about it. And if I, if I want something, I have to put in the work for it, which was kind of a hard realization. I don't know. I grew up like a pretty smart kid and I didn't have trouble in school. So I never really had to work for anything. And then like, I applied to design school and got rejected. And I was like, this is the end of my life. Like I never been rejected from anything ever. Wow. Um, And after that, like after that moment, that was kind of a defining moment for me actually to be like, okay, so maybe I do have to like (laughs) try. I can't just like hope for things to happen to me. Yeah. Oh man. That's a, that's, that's fascinating. I'd love to talk more about that. Uh, That's a, I think for me, part of that fear of failure is in much the same way. I kind of could, I I was skilled enough at a lot of different things to kind of do a bunch of things mm-hmm. and then not really fail at them. Right. And when I, when I started working um, in, in youth ministry, working at a church, you, you try stuff a lot and things fail. And it was really hard for me to like let even as hard as I wanted to, things to work and I would work and work and work. Sometimes, you know, people just aren't into it. They right. just don't really want to like do this thing. And the embarrassment of that was really tough. But then learning to pick myself back up off the mat and keep going, mm-hmm. it was, it see, it does seem to me for me, I don't know about for you, but it was a skill that I'd never really learned very well in high school. Yeah. And like I was, I felt like I was like mid twenties learning how to, to, get back up and try again. And I'm like, man, I should have learned this earlier in life, but I just seem to not learn it. <laughs> yeah. Learning how to be rejected is really weird and hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to yourself. Uh, how, when you think about yourself in the high school, like how has that changed or how has that mapped or map that for us, you know, now as you think about, I mean, it could even be about the failure thing, like how you understand you know, who you are and what you, what you do with your life. Uh, Yeah. I think failure is a good word. (laughs) Um, I, I think in high school and like late teens, like when I turned 20, I was thinking about this last night actually. And I was like, man, I thought I knew everything. I thought I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. You think, you know, and you think your like thoughts and faith and everything are so cemented and, 
I don't know, I like seeing like the kids that I work with and like family members and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, just wait three more years. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. only 23, but it's like every year that passes, I'm like, wow, I know nothing, which yeah. is exciting for me. I love to learn. And I, I think something that I do like about myself is that I'm willing to be super open and I want to, I want to know the truth. I don't want to be stuck in one, you know, singular loop of thinking. And I think that like in high school, I definitely was even in college, like, you know, just my late teen years, I was super stuck and thinking the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I heard one time, this is really interesting to me. Like, you know, the Tower of Babel story. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the Tower of Babel is like this weird, you know, story that shows up in Genesis or whatever. But I've heard a lot of people use it in a really weird way. They talk about how, you know, humanity builds this tower to God. And then uh, God comes in and says, eh, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to confuse some things. And then this is all going to, you know, fall apart. <clears throat> and they they use it as, well, that's humanity. That's also us as people that yeah. throughout our life, you know, where we build our tower and we build our tower, all of our achievements and our, our resume. And we kind of need to do that. We, we actually do need to do that work. But um, at some point that comes crashing down, like everything, everything we build in, in life is, especially if you, if you are, and they say, if you're lucky, <laughs> that tower does come crashing down and you return back to earth. And when you do that, you realize that actually you're a human being and you're alive. Right. But before you get, you sometimes you get confused about who you are with what you do. And, um, you know, we get confused that we're human doings, not human beings. Mm -hmm. And I always feel like, well, you know, anyone who says, Oh, failure is good for you. Or, Oh, anyone who says like, Oh, not achieving your dreams is actually good for you because then you learn who you are. I'm always like, yeah, you haven't really gone through that, have you? <laughs> it's not, it sucks. But even though it does suck, I do I do think that um, anytime that you kind of are brought back to earth, you do reconnect with you as a human being. Yeah, that definitely. I'm actually okay. Even even when all these things kind of fell apart, you know, there it does seem to be some sort of weird undercurrent to us that we do keep going. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like from high school to now, I've had so many experiences that were like completely crumbled my tower of Babel, if you, if you will. And I've had to like kind of reconstruct the way I think about like myself and my life and people and God and all of that, which is what we're talking about. But yeah, that's to me that sounds beautiful. Like honestly, to me that sounds like you and, and and so many of the conversations I've had with students who, you know, not just like on the podcast, but it has been about like, you know, what do I want to do next? What are my achievements whatever. But I feel like talking with you it feels like you have access to a wisdom. <laughs> uh you had you have access to a wisdom that you usually kind of face later in life, but you you're experiencing it now. Mm. And you, I don't know, like I, that's just really encouraging to me. Like you, you can, while I know, I don't know, I'm 35 and I feel like now I'm starting to begin to realize, oh, I'm not 
who I am is not like just my my job. <laughs> like, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, you seem to you seem to actually be accessing that really early, Annabelle. What what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't great. think I had a choice. But you know what? That that's a that's all right. That's a gift in some ways. Okay, so let's talk about others. Your relationship with others. How has this has actually been an interesting one with with students because I I feel as though in high school. I say this a lot. Your relationships are so structured. Mm-hmm. Like they're just given to you. And when you go to college, like I feel like relationships drastically change. Yeah. When you grad when you if you don't go to college and you just start working somewhere, your relationships even more so drastically change. Mm-hmm. Like and and really just how you make friends. <laughs> you know, like where do yeah. you make friends? Uh talk about that. How has that changed for you? Um, so I, like, when I went to college, I hated everybody. (laughs) I was so... You hated everybody. I'm not kidding. I was like, I'm so different from everybody. I don't understand your, you know, I, I just, I've always been kind of like, I always felt, I guess, like an outsider. And I think learning how to like be myself helped me make friends. And then like, uh, after I left college and it's just always been like the only way I can make any meaningful connection is just, maybe this is cheesy, literally just like being myself. And then I can kind of weed out the people that are, you know, not real. And it's, it's, it's weird and it's hard because especially like being an adult and I, I work all the time, it's, it's hard to like keep those relationships, but if they're real friends, they'll stick around, you know, they'll stick around and they'll, they don't care that you can't talk to them every second of every day. Like in high school, you text your best friend every single day and you hang out all the time and you have summers together and all that, but that's just not how it is in adult life. And so you have to have that like mutual understanding and friendships and relationships that you just, that's just not reasonable. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a weird transition. And at first you're like, I miss my friend. I want to be with my friends all the time, but yeah, it just becomes your reality. Yeah. You said something there that was, I think it's true, but I, I think I, 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 I was looking it up before we got on. I gave you the gift of discernment yes. when you graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that's still true actually about you. You seem to have a pretty strong radar in people. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Where does that come? Do you, do you see that? Yeah, definitely. I, it's funny because like where I work, people come and go pretty quickly, I guess. Like it's, I mean, Starbucks obviously isn't like a permanent job and I've worked with like some of the same people for all four years, but at the same time I've seen so many people come and go. And it's funny to me, I can like, I'll see an interview happening and like right off the bat, I'm like, they're not going to last or they seem like a good person. And I've always been correct. I don't know. It's just, yeah. I just know it's, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've noticed that about you. You just like, it's like you go stand in the corner of the room and you just turn up the gain and you're like a radar and you take in all the information. Mm-hmm. And then like, I literally could probably go over to you and be like, okay, what's going on in the room? And you could just like map it out. Okay. This group, they don't feel like they belong. This group, they need to calm down because they're dominating the room. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like this, that's what you do. Yeah. It's really actually a gift. Uh, 
So talk a little bit about then finally God, like how did your, your relationship with, with your spirituality, with, with church, with God, with, I mean, even like your understanding of Christianity, how has that changed from high school to now? Uh, drastically. Drastically. It's, yeah. It's, um, I think which, like, which by the way, that has been a very common theme for every interview I've had. <laughs> I am I would, like, hope, I would hope so, honestly. I really yeah. would hope so that people have <laughs> re examined their ideas from high school. But it's yeah. um like I said earlier, like in high school I was like, Oh, I know everything. I know everything. I know what I believe, I know this, I know you know. Yep. Early twenty somethings. I still think I know everything sometimes, but it's, I just had to like, so many things happened that like made me want to hate God and like the church and people so much, but I had to like kind of reevaluate and I still do this every day and I'm still in the midst of like figuring out what my faith looks like and what, like, do I even have a faith and how do I feel about God and, you know, church and all that stuff. And I think, for a bit, it was really rough. And I was like, I don't even want this. I don't want to be a part of this. I think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. And then like when uh, you reached out to me, I think, when was that? Last fall, maybe? Um, was it that long ago? I think so. I don't remember. Well, this ago. this these last two months have been an eon of time. Exactly. I feel like it's been Or it could have been January. Years. I don't remember. It was either the beginning <laughs> yeah. of this year or end of last year. And that was kind of like right before you reached out, I was like, well, maybe I'll text Cole and maybe like, maybe I'll try to go back to redemption. And cause I feel like you guys have more of like a similar mindset to me. And it was actually like perfect timing when you texted me and then, yeah, I came back and it was like, okay, this is something that I could get into. <laughs> like it, it's, you guys seem to have a pretty more, like more realistic view of God in the world. And, which is refreshing because I'm so tired of like people being so fake about it. And Mm. it's, I think that's what really pushed me away was that I was like, none of you guys are really like looking into it. You're not studying it. You're not picking it apart. You're not, you know, being critical of the Bible or, you know, faith systems or religion or anything like that. You're not, it, it just gets old. It's the same thing over and over again. I was just, I couldn't take it anymore. And yeah, but now I'm like, okay, maybe I can readjust and I'll be the one to look into it and pick it apart and be critical and make those decisions for myself. And I don't have to be, I don't have to have the same mindset that my family does or that, you know, redemption does or that you do Cole like it's 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 so personal and it's my own thing and I think that's something that I've had to learn and to be okay with because I'm such a people pleaser and I want people to agree with me so badly hmm. but now I'm like that doesn't matter it's it's like God wants me to have my own personal relationship with him and if that you know looks like a completely 180 relationship then you know your relationship, then that's fine. That's, it's my thing, you know? Yeah. I love that. I, I think <clears throat> for me, I, I think that again, I'm coming to this later in life. You seem to be going through it earlier, <laughs> <laughs> but 
uh, I'm struck by, I, you know, you always hear like Jesus is like, you know, love your enemies. Right. And that has always been in some way wrapped around um, some uh, justice initiatives, you know, racism or, mm-hmm. or even, you know, political parties, whatever. Right. But that radical loving your enemies is loving something that you see is in some way completely other and maybe even against you. Mm-hmm. And that requires two things. One, it requires you to be an understanding of self. Like here, I, this is what I think and believe. And then an under, and then also then a, a um, I, even though I disagree, I still love you. Right. Even if you don't love me back. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think I skipped the first step and went to the second one. Like, I love you, even though you don't love me back. Yeah. But I never really developed a sense of what do I believe? Mm. What do I think? And then in some ways, then I wasn't allowing other people to then look at me as in some way a a, a person who has, you know, a relationship with Christ and and thoughts, feelings, and, and you know, beliefs or whatever mm-hmm. that, by the way, change. <laughs> right. Um, and never really letting other people then see me truly who I was so that they could love me. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I was never giving people that opportunity. I was always just morphing around a lot of different things because I uh, didn't want the conflict, I guess. Yeah, I but, definitely get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that like I that has been a, a transition for me later in life of going, you know what, actually, I need to kind of be I need to kind of tell the truth about my life. <laughs> like I need to kind of say, yeah, here's what I think. And I could be wrong, but this is what I think right now. And give people who I think love me the opportunity to love something that doesn't quite suit them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that that has been I've been coming to that, you know, in my 30s where you seem to be doing it earlier, which is frustrating. <laughs> I mean, it's still definitely, it's not something I'm comfortable with. It's not like, I'm not very, I wouldn't say I'm a super openly outspoken person. Like if I am asked, I will tell you, but sure, I'm not going to go beating down people's doors with my opinions. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes I wish I could, but I, I won't. And uh, eh. yeah, it's just it's it's weird it's hard to let people it's hard to be vulnerable enough to be like i know i could be wrong but you also could be wrong you know it's and it's hard yeah. to it's it's i don't expect the the level of acceptance i give out back so it's 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 draining sometimes to be like well you can think and do whatever you want and i don't care at all i still love you but to have to not get that back is is really hard sometimes yeah. I think too, with students, um, how you, I mean, think about like right now, how you feel about high school yourself and what you thought in high school to now and think about how that's changed. I often then think about right now as I, all of the things that I'm so sure about, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, okay, wait a second. In 10 years, what in the world <laughs> am I going to think yeah. in terms of like, maybe I'm totally wrong. Like there's actually a book. It's actually a great book. It's by Chuck Klosterman. He wrote, what if we're wrong? And it's, it's a series of things that in a hundred years, when we look back to this time, what will we think as a society is completely wrong that right now we do not think that. And he does this by looking back a hundred years from today and going, here's what the world was like a hundred years ago. And it is just haunting. Like, 
haunting. Yeah. What we as a society were just like, yeah, whatever. And now we look back and we're like, in small things, like here's a small thing. And then we got to go. Sorry, I got to wrap this up. <laughs> here's a small thing. They, like in bars a hundred years ago, people used to get together and boil cats. Oh my God. A <laughs> hundred years ago. Or they used to think that fun. like smoking was healthy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like there's like, I mean, we can go big things like slavery. Oh yeah. Or you could go down to like smoking and boiling cats. <laughs> like at my grandma's church in Kentucky, uh, they built my grandma's church in Kentucky. This is tiny little like white chapel church. They built it in 1910 or 1915, 1920 or something. And there's a picture of the people who built the church in the front of the church. And they're all like these, you know, these guys with shovels and they're like, Hey, look, we built this church in the background is like all the women and children, you know, it's early 1900s, like Uh all the women and children in the background, everyone is smoking. (laughs) Everyone, women, not the children, but like the women, the guys, everyone. Yep. And you're like, whoa, that would never, ever happen today. No, definitely not. Well, I take that back. Everyone might be vaping, but <laughs> they shouldn't just, be. They shouldn't be. It's terrible. At least we know better now. Now it's a decision, I guess. It's not That's a societal true. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's a tell that you you, you got something going on. We mm-hmm. need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Annabelle, great job. Thank you. Um, thanks for being vulnerable yeah. and open and honest. And I unequivocally want to say you are not like you are not a failure. You are not, uh, your life is, you are becoming who you are and you can't really fail at that. God has, is going to pull you through so many different things. And, uh, I am excited to see who God is shaping you to become because what I always kind of find is that God is shaping us to become who we already really are. Mm -hmm. We just don't know it yet. (laughs) And, um, I think that your path the reason why I love that you're on and you're willing to do it is because your path is actually crazy common that we, we really discover who we are through struggle. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's always every, everybody wants to talk about people's uh, accomplishments and achievements, but I am fascinated by how do we, how do, what have we learned when we pick ourselves up off the mat and keep going? And so I'm proud of you. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We're going to end this baby. And move on. And I can't wait to see everybody when we get back to youth group. I hear rumors that we might be doing something this summer. Hopefully we'll figure that out. But before that, Annabelle, uh, any final words? Just don't be afraid to fail. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Okay. Annabelle, see you later. All right. See ya. See ya.